Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to a brand new edition of the Connections Podcast. This is a Connections Podcast Sunday edition, and uh, I'm pretty pumped up about it. I think uh, I think we're going to have really great conversations and topics um, here, too, referring to all of this fun stuff. So really looking forward to it. Uh, kind of the idea behind the Sunday edition and the difference between that is the Sunday edition, uh, I think, is going to be much more heavily focused on, um, you know, scripture from the Bible, uh, connections to preaching to God, Christianity, um, all of that fun stuff. And, and I'm really excited about it. Uh, I don't think I've mentioned this on here before. I actually haven't announced it really to the world at all, except family and some friends. But I actually was recently accepted into uh, a school for seminary to go and get my master's of divinity and i'm super pumped and blessed and excited and nervous and it's a whole bunch of different emotions there but um i'm really excited about that and and with that is going to come you know this idea that i'm i want to preach i want to be a pastor and uh after church a lot of times i will go and sit and write for about an hour or so just kind of letting out my thoughts and and the way I looked at, you know, the sermon for that day or the scripture of that day or what it might, you know, whatever it might be. Um, or even if it was a song that we sang, I sing in the, the choir at our church. And anywho, you know me by this point in time that I usually have a lot to say about pretty much everything. So uh, this is no different. Uh, so I'm really hoping the Sunday edition can be kind of a place for me to uh, express how I felt about church that day or whatever scripture has been kind of weighing heavy on my heart and how I believe that connects into the world of where we live and, and I mean, really personal, how it relates to me. I think all of these podcast episodes kind of are on that line, but uh, my God is very near to me and uh, I that just means a lot. And so I'm excited for this. I'm really pumped up about it. So this is going to be kind of the uh, guinea pig idea of of this Sunday edition one. I don't know if there'll be more. I hope there is. Uh, but we're just going to dive into it. So uh, today at church, uh, we talked about a passage in Genesis 45, verse 3 through 11. Uh, and what that story basically talks about is uh, there was this guy <laughs> His name is Joseph, and Joseph was hated by his brothers. He was mainly hated by his brothers because it was very obvious that his father loved him a whole lot more than uh, he loved, you know, all of his other brothers and siblings. And so his other siblings kind of came up with this idea that, hey, we're going to go off and kill this guy because he's more loved than we are. Uh, and they decided not to kill him, uh, and instead they threw him into a ditch and sold him off to slavery. Uh, and he went off to slavery. Uh, and he actually ended up being thrown into prison and then became, uh, <laughs> there were a whole bunch of different things, mainly dream reading. He was a, a he could read dreams and, and kind of explain what dream, dreams meant. Uh, ended up reading the Pharaoh's dreams and um, the Pharaoh saw that he was with God and that God had been with him and uh, basically gave, Pharaoh gave uh, Joseph permission and kind of basically gave him the same title as Pharaoh except for the throne. So he was able to – everybody in Egypt had to listen to him and bow to him and everything. 
in Egypt was him, his as well. Um, and then, uh, so that was all great, but that all leads up to, uh, Genesis 45, three, uh, which I'm just going to read for you here. It says, uh, Joseph said to his brothers, I am Joseph. Is my father still alive? But his brothers could not answer him. So dismayed were they at his presence. Then Joseph said to his brothers, come closer to me. And they came closer. He said, I am your brother, Joseph, whom you sold into Egypt. And now do not be distressed or angry with yourselves because you sold me here. For God sent me before you to preserve life. For the famine has been in the land these two years, and there are five more years in which there will be neither plowing nor harvest. God sent me before you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to keep alive for you many survivors. So it was not you who sent me here, but God. He has made me a father to Pharaoh and lord of all his house and ruler over all the land of Egypt. Hurry and go up to my father and say to him, Thus says your son Joseph, God has made me lord of all Egypt. Come down to me, do not delay. You shall settle in the land of Goshen, and you shall be near me, you and your children, and your children's children, as well as your flocks, your herds, and all that you have. I will provide for you there, since there are five more years of famine to come, so that you and your household and all that you have will not come to poverty. And he kissed all his brothers and wept upon them, and after that his brothers talked with him. So, <laughs> I think this is crazy. Uh I mean, this is the ultimate, like, kind of as Pastor mentioned today, there's, like, two really large pieces of, like, the ultimate sign of forgiveness, right? Of, you know, number one being Jesus on the cross saying, you know, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. Um, and then this, where Joseph was literally sold into Egypt. Like, he was sold into slavery with his brothers. His brothers literally took him and said, hey, we actually want to kill you, but we're not going to do that because we don't want blood on our hands. So we're just going to, like... We're just gonna we're just gonna sell you off, right? And so they sold him off. He went to prison. Um, you know, it, it turned out really great for him. God was with him and, and ended up, you know, giving him everything he could have ever wanted, right? The ruler of Egypt. And uh, when Joseph sees his brothers again, instead of like freaking out on him or even sentencing him to death, right? He had the power to do all of that. He could have banished them for ever killed them, could have done whatever he wanted. He had all the power he wanted. And it's sad. He just said, you know, don't be afraid. I, no hard feelings. I'm going to feed you, take care of you, your children and your children's children. Um, and everything's going to be okay. That's just, that's crazy. Could you do that? Would you do the same? I don't know if I would. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I wouldn't. I think I, we talked about this on the podcast last episode when I was with Will and Andrew, this concept that we like to believe we as people are, wholehearted and would, you know, lay down our lives for others, no matter the cost or no matter what it might be. But man, I would, I'd be angry. I'd be so upset. Even, even if things turned out as well as they did, right. Even if, even if I was in Joseph's like seats, right. And said like, well, it turned out okay. Like <laughs> obviously I got power and I have money and riches and, and you know, all of that fun stuff. I still don't know if I would be as opt to, to do that. But, um, we read that to kind of bring it back to uh, three points. And, and those three points are the, the title of, of this episode of Life is Good, Let It Go, and Be Happy Now. So I heard these three things probably four years ago 
when I was is still at Doan in the Doan Choir and our choral director um, said these to us. And it was during finals week that he said it to us. So everybody was really anxious. Everybody was stressed out. Everybody was kind of freaking out about just, I mean, everything going on, right? School, sometimes home life, whatever it might be. And he mentioned just two of these. And these were actually said by the pastor, uh, the previous pastor of the church I go to now. Um, and they're all three really basic. And when you hear all three of them kind of off the bat, they kind of come across as hallmarky. I don't know how else to describe them. They just come across as kind of very much like, yeah, sure. I mean, those all sound great in theory, but how are we actually supposed to do them? Uh, and so when you break them down, they become a little bit cooler, I think, and I love them to the point where I, I literally have 11 by 17 poster for each one hanging in my room right now above my bed so that when I wake up, I see them, uh, kind of keeping them top of mind. And it actually has genuinely changed the way that I look at the earth, I look at the world, how I look at others, how I look at myself. Um, they're great. So let's just dive into them and then we'll see the connection of how uh, Joseph and, and this Genesis entry kind of play a role in it. So uh, number one, right? Life is good. Um, sometimes we get caught up in this set, like this sense that life is really, really difficult. Life isn't great. It's not as good as it could be. I'm not satisfied with where I am. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. I've literally said all the states probably <laughs> within the last with last week. Um, but when you dive into what good means and how life actually is for you, I think we could probably come to the conclusion that life is indeed good, right? Uh, doing that comes with a couple stipulations. One, I think, is kind of an add-on to this, but that it doesn't need to be perfect to be good. I want to say that one more time. It doesn't need to be perfect to be good. So often we find out, you know, that um, the, job I, the job I have isn't perfect. And so since it isn't perfect, it's not good. It's not, it's not good. It's terrible, right? We, we don't have a middle ground there. We instantly go to one end or the other. That's not good. <laughs> I mean, there, we should be better about being so thankful for what we have. And at the core of life, like what life is, life is good, right? If we go all the way back, since we're already hanging out in Genesis, let's just go back 45 chapters. We go to the very first the very first part of the Bible, right, that tells us, you know, God said, let there be light. And then he saw it and it was good, right? And then he saw, then he created land and the oceans, saw that they were good. And then he created vegetables, plants, all that fun stuff. And saw that it was good. So from the very beginning, from the very beginning, it's been good. Life is good. Life was created good. Everything else that we've added on top of life has given us this idea that life isn't good. Life is good as its core. When you breathe in and you breathe out and you you discover and you realize that you're surrounded by beauty. You're surrounded by people that love you. You're surrounded by a world of opportunity and you're surrounded by grace and forgiveness. Life is good. My car is going to die <laughs> any day. I can't go over 60. Actually, last week I couldn't go over 60 miles an hour. This week I can't really go over 50. It's kind of just slowly ticking down. It's like a time bomb just waiting to go off. Life is still good. That's stressful. And and it's 
I, it's a, you know, I, it's very hard not to become anxious about it. Right. To, to kind of lay down and give that anxious care and worry to God. That's difficult. And I definitely just want to jump at the first car I see to just get it all taken care of. But I know that's not, it's not necessarily the right way to do it. The right way is to breathe, know who's in control and know that life is good. So, life is good. We figure that out. <laughs> Part two is let it go. Uh, you know, this let it go is really where this this scripture in Genesis really shines through, I think. That idea that, you know, Joseph was hated by his brothers and sold into slavery and, and you know, rose and came back, found his brothers, and let it go. He just let it go and instead chose to love. Now, that's crazy. And I, you know, there have been moments in my life where I've really had a hard time stepping back and being like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to let this go. And it's not, not worth the effort. It would be more effort in me. I would be wasting more energy upkeeping the hate and the disgust and the disappointment than I would if I just said, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to realize that we're all sinners by nature, that, you know, you didn't mean or even if you did mean to do it there, right, that it happened. I'm going to forgive you. I'm going to let it go. I mean, that's a question really just to ask yourself. And I ask myself that too whenever I've kind of had, a, you know, a really bad interaction with somebody would be, you know, how much energy and time am I putting into the grudges that I'm holding on my heart? And how much more energy or even less energy would it take to open my heart to the idea of accepting that person and moving forward? Right. Um, this could this gets us on a on a whole other different level to talk about, you know, forgiveness. What does forgiveness mean? Do you do you need to forgive? Must you forgive? Ought you forgive? All of that. I, we don't really need to get into that right now, but I think it is important. I think we are asked, you know, to forgive our brothers and sisters and to kind of move forward in that direction and and, and spread love and share love whenever it's possible. So for here, it, I do think it, it rings true. Let it go. I'm, you know, I'm sure some of you listening to this are holding grudges somewhere to someone or something, even, you know, to a job, to a to a person, a significant other, whatever it might be. Letting that grudge go, opening the door for conversation and acceptance. It's incredible. How much better you're going to feel if you do that. I did, I'm just speaking from actual experience. Whenever I've had a situation like that and I've just kind of let it go and been like, okay, I'm going to breathe in, breathe out, and I'm going to love them anyway, right? Um, magic happens. Forgiveness is beautiful. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So life is good. Let it go. And the last one is be happy now. Uh, as my pastor kind of mentioned today, like this is probably the one that is the most hard to kind of get behind <laughs> Uh, this idea of like, hey, be happy now. Uh, I think I just hit the, I hit the desk. Do you hear that? Yeah, you do hear that. I bet you do. I'll find out in a little bit. <laughs> but um, be happy now. I think this is the most difficult one to do, but it's the easiest one to do once you 
do the first couple. And I think that's kind of why this is the third in the line, right? Life is good. Realizing life is good and letting go of those, you know, distractions and hurtful feelings that you might have in your heart make being happy now a much larger possibility. There are a few different ways that I believe you can really put emphasis on this idea of being happy now. Uh, One, especially for me, is putting my anxious cares and my anxious worries to God and uh, not holding those in my heart, but bringing those to him, allowing him to hear them and uh, take them (laughs) and and allowing my shoulders to be a little bit lighter in those situations. Uh, Another big one there is stop comparing yourself to others. Comparison hardly ever leads to happiness, right? If you compare yourself to others and you find that you don't have something that they do have, that's only going to make you sad, right? And if anything, it's going to, you know, it could potentially bring bad thoughts and bad feelings towards that person, which isn't good. And even on the flip side, if you compare yourself to someone and you find out that you do have something that they don't have, that's going to give you a, that could possibly give you a false. Uh, ideology of you being better than them. It could make you feel bad and, um, you know, want to feel bad about yourself about, you know, something like that sense. I mean, there's, there's literally not really ever a good thing that can come out of you just constantly comparing yourself to others. There's a a saying out there too, that says like, you know, I think it kind of goes in hand in hand with comparison. We, a lot of times believe that we have to live up or be a certain way for someone and that's just not true, right? You got to be yourself. Um, and kind of adding on to that, you were not talked about as much as you believe you were talked about, right? That this idea that if you actually knew how much people actually talked about you, you wouldn't have anything to worry about. Usually we get in our own heads about that kind of thing and, and kind of get the wrong idea of what that looks like. Uh, so be happy now really embracing that belief that you're in charge of your happiness. Like stuff happens, right? I mean, we've always heard this told to us over and over and over again. Life happens. Life can suck, right? At its core, life is good, but there are things that happen that make life difficult. How you react to those things is 100% how you're going to feel about it, right? If there's there's a difference between um, reacting and being happy and not reacting, ignoring rather, and being happy, right? So I think that's really clear to make uh, make a point on is that when bad stuff happens, you know, the key to being happy is not to ignore it and pretend it's not happening. It's, it's the idea of when something happens, being able to face that, being able to work on it and do whatever you have to do to make that situation better, but understanding that the storm will pass you can still be happy. You can still be satisfied and happy with life. You can still see life as being good and you can still let it go. Let go of the harsh feelings in you that keep you from getting there and be happy now in those situations. I think Joseph in this, uh, in this scripture really kind of shows that like throughout, throughout the entire story of that he really kind of keeps this idea of you know well this is my situation and I'm going to I'm going to be happy now through it and understand life is life is good at its core I have breath in my lungs that's good I can walk 
I can dream. I can pray. Life is good. So I, I think kind of overall, uh, you know, breathe in. Know that God will guide and provide you. Know that you are loved. And uh, just kind of move forward with that, you know. Um, I think it's a beautiful thing. Mm, yum. I like Sunday Edition Connections podcast. <laughs> I love talking about this this stuff. And um, as I, you know, march forward into going into ministry, you know, um, man, I, I really, you know, any prayers and good thoughts on your your guys' end that you would be willing to share with me would be much appreciated. I'm really excited to grow and continue the Connections podcast in general. Uh, I just love doing it and doing this, you know, uh, really making a priority in my life to spend time in Scripture, spend time with people that I really care about, and spending time with myself and and uh, just taking everything in that I possibly can is really important. I think we could all do a little bit better job of that. I think really scheduling out your time for yourself and for others brings down anxieties. It brings down stress. There's always going to be plenty of work to do, but uh, if you set yourself up for it, it's going to be great. I'm nervous about being a full-time student and being a, uh, you know, also working 40, 50 hours a week. I think that's going to be stressful, definitely, but it's going to be rewarding too. I think I'm going to learn a lot and come out on the other side, a much better person for it. So, um, you guys are great. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday. Go have a cup of coffee. Uh, warm up. We had a blizzard here last night, so there's a ton of snow outside. Enjoy um, j- enjoy life, right? Just enjoy it. Enjoy it. Love yourself. Invest in others. And know that you are loved. Until next time. Deuces.